my name is Sue Park. Welcome back to Heart and Soul Gospel Ministries Children's Program. This hour we have program, Let's Read the Bible, which will help us learn God's Word while we are reading it. And we have a devotional program for teenagers called A Lot. Next program is Children's Bible Drama. This will help us to understand more from the Bible. And last but not least, my favorite program, Daily Devotional, will let us think about how we should live as a Christian in this world. Let's start with Let's Read the Bible. Hello everyone, my name is Yuna Kang. I am the host of this program, Let's Read the Bible. Have you heard of the phrase, we live in the New Testament times? The Israelites who lived during the Old Testament times were taught they had to keep all the laws of Moses and even the ceremonial laws. However, Jesus came to this earth and fulfilled all the laws. He promised the new covenant that we would become children of God through the blood of Jesus, not by just keeping the laws. It is solely by God's grace. He gave us the right to become children of God so we can say that we lived in God's grace. However, I see often that this concept of God's grace misleads people. It is often misinterpreted that we can live freely from the laws of God and we don't need to be bounded by them. This leads people to believe that they don't need to keep God's laws anymore because they became children of God by God's grace. The reason Jesus came to this earth was not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. Do you know what that means? In the Old Testament times, we became God's children by keeping the laws. No one could become a child of God without keeping the law of God. Then, Jesus perfected the laws and became flawless before God. Through the righteousness of Jesus, we became God's children. We don't keep the law to become the children of God, but because we have become the children of God and we want to live according to His laws. Of course nowadays, we don't get stoned to death because we sin against the law, and we don't slaughter animals like goats or sheep and splash the blood on the altar. This is because sinless Jesus made the perfect sacrifice to redeem our sins once and for all. But there is one thing that hasn't changed from the Old Testament times. That is to consider what God says are sins and keep ourselves from sinning as children of God. God's law hasn't changed. In other words, what God says is right. And what He says is unlawful in the Old Testament times remains the same even in the New Testament times. That is our guide. If any of you misunderstood that you could live free from God's law because we live in the New Testament times, Please meditate over these verses from the book of Matthew that we'll read together. Now, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace to call us as your children. We want to live as proud children of yours. Please help us to live according to your word and your laws. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Now, let's read the Bible. Today, Justin King from Arizona will read the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 17 through 19 from NIRV. I hope you all have a great week, and I hope you will join us again next week. Until then, God bless. Hello, my name is Justin King. I'm 11 years old and I live in Arizona. Today, I'm going to read Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. Let's read the Bible. Do not think I have come to get rid of what is written in the law or in the prophets. I have not come to do this. Instead, I have come to fulfill what is written. What I'm about to tell you is true. Heaven and earth will disappear before the smallest letter disappears from the law. Not even the smallest mark of a pen will disappear from the law until everything is completed. Do not ignore even one of these least important commands, and do not teach others to ignore them. If you do, you will be called the least important person in the kingdom of heaven. 
Instead, practice and teach these commands. Then you will be called important in the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of God. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for letting us all to come together to read the Bible. Please let us to practice these commands you have given us and not to ignore them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. devotional programs for teens called A Lot. You can recommend this program to your older brothers and sisters. There will be two episodes every week. Here is the first episode. How does God use us to help bring about His kingdom? Hey, it's Emily. Welcome to Unlocked, your daily key to opening your heart to God. You ever think about that? How God can use you to do kingdom work? I know what you're thinking. What can little me do for the kingdom of God? I'm glad you're thinking that because it's what our devotion is about today. It's called God Works Through You, Part 1, and it was written by Alexis Wohler. God often works through people in amazing ways. Some biblical examples of him working through people include working through Joseph to save the country of Egypt from famine by making Joseph a ruler under Pharaoh. Joseph predicted the famine would come and told the Egyptians to store up grain in preparation for it. You find that story in Genesis 41, 25-36 and 47, 13-27. He worked through Moses to free God's people from slavery in Egypt, Exodus 6, 6. He chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus, who saved the entire world from sin and death, Luke 1, 30-33 and 38. You might be asking, how can God work through me? I don't know if I could do amazing things like Joseph, Moses, or Mary. Don't worry. You don't have to put that kind of pressure on yourself. God was the one who did those things. And the same God lives in you if you know Jesus. He has given you many abilities to use in your life. Your sense of humor, your compassion, your encouragement of others, and your willingness to help. No matter the abilities God has given you, He will use you to bring about His kingdom. Philippians 2.13 says, 
For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So let's talk about this. Why do you think God uses us to help bring about his kingdom? What are some ways you can use the gifts God has given you? The people listed in today's story were normal, flawed, sinful people, just like we are. But God used them to do incredible things. How does this affect the way you view your ability to serve God? I encourage you to do some reading of your own today. Check out Matthew 5, 14-16, John 14, 12, and Ephesians 2, 10 to help keep God's Word alive in your life. Thanks for joining me today for this episode of Unlocked, a production of Keys for Kids Ministries. The Unlocked devotional is still pretty new, just a little more than a year old. And if reading the Unlocked devotional was your first introduction to Keys for Kids Ministries, then I'd like to tell you about our Keys for Kids devotional for kids ages 6 to 12. If you have a younger sibling about that age range, then have them check out this devotional made just for them. You can do that by going to our website, keysforkids.org, to subscribe. And that's it for me. Until next time, I'm Emily, encouraging you to live your life unlocked, opening the door to God in your life. Here is the second episode of Unlock. When are some times you've seen Jesus work through you? Hey, it's Emily. Welcome to Unlocked, your daily key to opening your heart to God. Today, our devotion is a part two of yesterday's about how God uses little us to do big things for his kingdom. So let's jump right in. Today's story is called God Works Through You, part two, and it was written by Alexis Wohler. In Christ, God works through you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Even in the everyday moments of your life, Jesus is working behind the scenes. Here are just some examples of the many ways he can work through you. When you share your meal with someone, when you sing at church, when you encourage others, when you share the gospel with someone, when you help one of your friends study for a test, when you take care of someone who is sick or wounded, showing them God's grace, when you visit someone who is feeling lonely, reminding them they are never alone, when you tell your relatives and your friends that you love them, showing God's love for them, There are many other ways the Holy Spirit can work through you. Ask Him to show you the ways He wants to use you. Ask Him to guide you down the path He has laid out for you. God just might use you to change another person's life. Mark 10.45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give His life as a ransom for many. So let's talk about this. What are some ways you have seen Jesus work through you? Have you seen God use someone to work in your own life? How did it affect you? And where do you see opportunities to serve others in your life? Ask God to show you these opportunities and to equip you to serve others. Some good things to be meditating on today. I also encourage you to check out Romans 12, 9 through 12 to help keep God's word alive in your life. Thanks for joining me today for this episode of Unlocked. Did you know Unlocked has a Facebook and Instagram page? Yeah, I know. So cool. We post updates, encouragements, and jokes on the weekly. So give us a follow, tell me how funny my jokes are, and message us. Tell us what you think of the Unlocked devotional. And that's it for me. Until next time, I'm Emily, encouraging you to live your life unlocked, opening the door to God in your life. There was no way out
Coming up next, children's Bible drama. Hello, everyone. It's June from the Joshua version of children's Bible drama. With Joshua's command, the spies who entered Jericho to spy were able to safely escape from a dangerous situation in the city of Jericho with the help of Rahab, a Jericho woman. Something terrible could have happened. At the slightest mistake, we could have been caught by Jericho's soldier and would have lost our lives. Oh, uh, you're right. If it wasn't for that woman Rahab, we would have already been dead. Let's thank God for saving us through that woman. Of course, when we attack that land, let's surely keep the promise with that woman and be sure to save her and her family. The spies shared words of thanksgiving to God and Rahab, who saved them from a dangerous situation, and returned to Joshua. Joshua, we have returned. Oh, good job. How is the situation in Jericho? Does it seem like God will give us that land? Yes, of course. The city of Jericho is durable, but the people in the city don't seem that way. We met a woman named Rahab in the inn at that place. According to her word, the people of Jericho are already consumed in fear after they all heard the work our Jehovah God did throughout Israel. She said their hearts have melted. Oh, is that right? Let's give praise to God who already went to our enemies and melted their hearts. Early next day, Joshua led the Israelites to the bank of Jordan. He also set up camp there and gathered the leaders of the Israelites and spoke. Leaders of the people, listen carefully to my word and deliver it to the people. Now we will go to the path we have never once gone before. Since it's our first time on this path, we don't know what's waiting for us. However, our God will go before us and lead the path we will go. The priests in the way front will carry the Ark of the Covenant of God and go. Tell the people to keep a distance and follow behind. Yes! The leaders of the people went in between the people and told them Joshua's word. Since the priests will carry the Ark of the Covenant of God and go the path for the first time, they will keep a distance and follow behind. Finally, the Israelites were prepared to cross the Jordan River. Joshua went in front of the people and spoke in a loud voice. Israelites, consecrate yourselves. Tomorrow, God will do an amazing miracle among you. The Israelites were in anticipation of God and consecrated themselves to enter the Promised Land. At that moment, God spoke to Joshua. Joshua, from today I will exalt you so all the Israelites may know that I am with you as I am with Moses. Command the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant that when they reach the bank of the Jordan, they are to first step their feet in the Jordan River in faith. Yes, God, I will do as you say. Following God's word, Joshua made the priests carry the Ark of the Covenant and walk most front and the people followed behind to the Jordan River. However, when they arrived at the Jordan River, they were in shock. Since it happened to be the season when it rained a lot, the water of the Jordan River was filled to the bank and overflowing. Oh no! Look at the water! If we set foot in the water, we'll quickly be swept away! You're right! It seems like we chose the wrong day! To cross this river, we need to cross in the season it doesn't rain. Why are we crossing in the season when it's raining a lot like now? We should return and come back when the water lessens. But yesterday, Joshua said God will show us an amazing miracle. You never know. 
just like God did for our ancestors. He might divide this Jordan River. Well, I guess it could happen. Anyway, let's wait for Joshua's command. The Jordan River was flooding since a lot of rain came. How will they cross this river? I'll see you next time from Children's Bible Drama. Goodbye. Older brothers or sisters? Heart and Soul has a new devotional program for teenagers called Unlocked. If you have older brothers and sisters, help them spend time in God's Word with Unlocked Devotional from Keys for Kids. Following is a program, Daily Devotional, provided by Keys for Kids Ministries every week. We will listen to Monday through Friday's Daily Devotional. I hope you can listen to one devotional a day during the week. Now it's time for Monday's Daily Devotional. I'd never survive a snowball fight without my snow clothes and my sled. I'd freeze and I'd have no defenses. Snow clothes are a good defense against snowballs and God's word is a good defense against the devil. learning about the Bible is boring? Some kids may say that, but knowing God's Word is an important part of being a Christian, and memorizing the Bible can help you fight against the attacks of the enemy. Ephesians 6.11 says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can fight against the devil's evil tricks. Our story today is called Defenseless. See you tomorrow, guys, shouted Forrest, ducking snowballs as he ran through the back door. 
Sounds like quite a fight out there, said Alex, his older brother. It is, exclaimed Forrest. My sled makes a great shield. I built up a stockpile of snowballs behind it, and then, bam, nobody could hit me. So why did you quit? Alec asked. Taking off all his snow gear, Forrest sighed. I have to study for a Bible test tomorrow, he explained. Sometimes I wish I weren't homeschooled. Mom makes me study so many Bible stories and memorize so many verses. What good will it all do me anyway? Alec started to speak, then shrugged. Good question. Why not skip it? The other guys are still at it out there. Let's go back out to the snowball fight. Yeah! Forrest grabbed his coat and sat down to put on his boots. Whoa, said Alec. Putting all that on takes too long. Let's get out there. With just my shoes on? No boots or mittens or my hat? Not anything? Forrest asked in surprise. Why would you need them? Come on! Alec grabbed Forrest's arm. Snowballs flew all around as Alec guided the bootless, coatless Forrest into the middle of the fight. Alec ducked just in time for Forrest to get pelted with a massive snowball on his back. Ow! yelled Forrest. I need my sled, Alec, and I'm freezing. You're crazy. He ran for the door with Alec at his heels. Why'd you do that to me? Forrest demanded once they were inside. It's dumb to go out there without anything to protect me from the cold and the snowballs. Alec nodded. You'd never want to go into a snowball fight without protection, like your boots, hat, coat, sled, and other stuff. So why are you willing to go into life without your armor? Forrest looked confused. The Bible, Forrest, it's part of your armor for life. You need to know God's promises and take them to heart so that you're prepared for life's battles. Everything you're learning in Bible class will help you for the rest of your life. Forrest looked stunned, and then he grinned. I'd better start studying. So how about you? Do you ever get tired of studying the Bible and memorizing verses? The Bible, or the Word of God, is a part of the armor that God provides for you. It's called the Sword of the Spirit. Knowing God's Word helps prepare you for the battles and trials you'll face in life. It tells you who you are in Jesus and reminds you of His promises. So don't go out there defenseless. Instead, study God's Word and take it to heart. Our key verse, once again, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And our key thought today, study the Bible. If you have older brothers or sisters, why not help them spend time in God's Word every day with the new Unlocked devotional? It has essays, poems, and journal entries written by other teenagers as a way for teens to encourage each other to go deeper in their walk with Christ. Each day's reading focuses on a topic affecting teens, things like social media, self-worth, and finding purpose in life. The first few issues of Unlocked are available now, so if you're a teenager or a parent, find out more about the Unlocked devotional at unlocked.org and hit the subscribe button in the menu. My name is Zach. Thanks for tuning in to Keys for Kids. This is time for Tuesday's Daily Devotional. Mom waited too long and our coupons expired. I don't want to wait too long to accept Jesus. That's right. The best thing to do is pray to Him and ask Him to save you right away. Guess what? You're listening to the one and only Keys for Kids. I'm so glad you dropped by. My name is Zach. Last year, I received a few gift cards for my birthday. I sort of forgot about them until just a couple of weeks ago. It's a good thing I found them again because they're only good for another week. I'm glad that I didn't miss it. You shouldn't miss out on accepting Jesus either. Isaiah 55, 6 says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Our story today is called The Expired Coupons. Let's listen. Jesus loves each and every one of you, said Mrs. Anderson, Kira's Bible club teacher. It was the end of the meeting and everyone had their heads bowed for the closing prayer. He died on the cross and rose again to save you from sin and give you eternal life. 
Won't you accept his free gift of salvation? Someday it will be too late. Kira squirmed in her seat. If you'd like to be saved tonight, Mrs. Anderson continued, will you raise your hand and let me know? I would like to pray for you and talk with you about it. Maybe I should raise my hand, but what will the kids think if I do that, Kira wondered. I'll think about it, she decided. I can always talk with Mrs. Anderson or Mom later. Maybe I'll wait till I'm older. I'm just a kid. I have plenty of time. She left her hand down. When Kira got home, she helped her mother put away groceries. Then Mom took some coupons out of her purse, sorted through them, and threw several into the wastebasket. Don't you want the stuff those are good for? Kira asked. Yes, but I goofed, said Mom. I was going to use those coupons at the store tonight, but when I got them out, I noticed they had expired a few days ago. She sighed. They would have saved me quite a bit of money. I should have used them last week. Now, it's too late. Kira went to the living room and sat down on the couch. There were those words again. Too late. The same words Mrs. Anderson had used. As Kira thought about it, she made an important decision. Jumping to her feet, she went back to the kitchen. Mom, she exclaimed. Mrs. Anderson said that someday it will be too late to accept Jesus' gift of salvation. You missed the chance to use your coupons, but I don't want to miss the chance to be saved. Will you help me? Mom hugged her close. I sure will. Now I'm glad I missed the chance to use those coupons since it made you realize that you need to trust in Jesus before it's too late. So how about you? Have you heard that Jesus died for you, but you decided to wait till later to be saved? He wants you to accept the free gift of salvation He's offering you so you can begin a new life with Him today. Don't wait any longer. Someday it will be too late. Trust Jesus as your Savior right now. For more information about what it means to trust Jesus as your Savior, make sure that you check out the Have You Heard the Good News section on page 102 of the Keys for Kids print devotional. Our key verse is once again Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And our key thought for today, trust in Jesus now. Did you know that there are 1.9 billion kids all around the world? Each one of them needs to hear about Jesus, and you can help tell them with the Keys for Kids Storyteller. These solar-powered audio Bibles hold a year's worth of Keys for Kids stories, which is perfect for you at home or to help spread the gospel in other countries. Plus, every purchase includes the cost to donate a storyteller to a child who doesn't know about being saved. Can you help just one other kid learn about Jesus today? To find out how, go to keysforkids.net slash storyteller. My name is Zach. Thanks for listening to Keys for Kids. Here's Wednesday's Daily Devotional. Why is there way more Santas at Christmas than manger scenes? All I ever see is Santa everywhere. People like to get stuff from Santa more than they like to give stuff like Santa. Hi, I'm Zach and this is Keys for Kids, a great way to grow your faith in God. Let's get started. I bet you've heard the phrase, it's better to give than receive. But it sure doesn't seem like that's true around Christmas time, right? At least judging by all the sales and Santas you see everywhere. But the real Santa, St. Nicholas, from over a thousand years ago, knew that it was better to give to the poor and needy in order to show the love of Jesus. He gave his own money away to help others receive the gift of salvation, which is pretty cool, huh? So, this Christmas, let's remember the verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 9.15, where it says, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Our story today is called, The Story of Santa. Ho, 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 and a Merry Christmas to you, bellowed a tall Santa at the entrance to Mia's favorite toy store. Mia and her dad were doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. They needed a few more things for the shoeboxes they were filling for kids who lived in orphanages in poor countries. Dad, why do I see so many Santas around at Christmas instead of manger scenes? Mia wondered aloud. Everywhere I look, I see Santa. See, there's a gigantic stuffed Santa right over there. 
I agree. There's a lot more of Santa than Jesus in most stores at Christmas, said Dad. I think the tradition of Santa has overshadowed the truth of Jesus' birth. However, not many people know the story of the real St. Nicholas, where our tradition of Santa began. Do you want to hear it? Of course, said Mia. According to history scholars, St. Nicholas was born a long time ago, around 280 A.D., which means 280 years after Jesus' birth, Dad explained. His parents were very wealthy and left him a large inheritance when they died. Nicholas was a Christian, so he decided to share his wealth by giving gifts and money to the poor and sick in his town. He later became a Christian bishop in the church and eventually became St. Nicholas. So, did he wear a red suit and have a white beard? asked Mia. No one really knows what St. Nicholas looked like. All we know is he had a reputation of giving to those in need, Dad said. Just like we're filling these shoe boxes for needy kids, Mia exclaimed. Exactly, said Dad. People often associate Santa with getting a lot of presents. Instead, I think we should think of St. Nicholas as giving to others. And remember... The reason St. Nicholas gave to others was to show Jesus' love to them. As a Christian, he knew the greatest gift we could ever receive was Jesus, who became human in order to save us from sin. That's really what Christmas is all about, celebrating the gift of Jesus. So how about you? Do you focus on giving to others at Christmas? Sometimes it's easy to make Christmas all about getting presents for ourselves rather than thinking of how we can give to others. Money and presents aren't the only ways to give. Share a kind word or do something extra around the house or let someone go ahead of you in line. When you give, you point to the greatest gift of all, Jesus. Our key verse is 2 Corinthians 9.15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And our key thought? Give generously to others. If you're looking for some new family fun this year, Keys for Kids Ministries has just the book for you. It's called The One-Year Classic Family Devotions. You'll enjoy the stories every day, and you'll have lots of fun stuff to look forward to all year long. So ask mom or dad for help, and then take them to our shop. It's at keysforkids.net. Then click Shop to find The One-Year Classic Family Devotions. As always, I'm Zach. As always, thanks for stopping by here at Keys for Kids. Coming up next is Thursday's Daily Devotional. I love decorating the Christmas tree with a new color theme every year. But what do all the Christmas colors mean? Red, green, white, and gold? Well, they all mean something special. I'm Zach, and this is Keys for Kids. You know what? I love decorating my Christmas tree every single year. I've collected tons of ornaments that are really special to me. And even though they don't all match very well, I've always noticed that they have some of the same colors, like red, white, and green. Now, red stands for the blood of Jesus, and white is for how he washes us pure as snow, and green is for the eternal life that he gives us. There's even more colors that have special meanings too, but the most important part of Christmas comes from the Bible in Luke chapter 2:11. A savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Let's listen to our story. It's called Christmas in Color. Summer carefully placed the last glittering ornament on the Christmas tree and grinned. Cameron, it's ready. Summer's older brother started the countdown, then plugged in the lights. It looks awesome, Cameron exclaimed. I like how we pick a color theme every year. Red and gold is the best theme yet. Mom, I've been wondering, why do we decorate with certain colors at Christmas? You see, some colors weigh more than others, like red, green, and gold, Summer mused. That's a great question, sweetie. Let's look it up. Mom took out her phone. What do you think red stands for? The blood of Jesus, Summer guessed. You got it, Mom said. He became human and then died on the cross for our sins. That probably means the color white stands for purity, Cameron stated. Yes, and for peace as well, Mom said. 
We use green for evergreen trees, which symbolize the eternal life Jesus gives us when we trust in Him alone to save us from our sin. The color gold represents one of the gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus, which reminds us that He is King, and blue was worn by royalty back in Jesus' time, so it's traditionally used at Christmas in honor of Jesus' mother, Mary, to show her importance. Mom, I'm wearing blue. I must be royal, Cameron said. You wish, Summer threw some tinsel on her brother's head. Mom laughed. <laughs> Actually, you are royal, Cameron, and you too, Summer. Blue also represents the sky and reminds us of heaven and how Jesus will return one day and reign over the whole earth, and Christians will reign with him. Summer glanced at the manger scene. I'm so thankful that God sent Jesus as a little baby in a manger to grow up and save us. And I'm thankful that I'm royal, Cameron shaped the tinsel on his head into a crown. Now, please bring me some cookies, royal subjects. How about you? Do you enjoy decorating for Christmas? Did you know that many of the colors and objects we use have meaning? They remind us of the true meaning of Christmas, that Jesus became human that he died and rose again to save us from sin, and that one day he'll make everything new. So this Christmas, celebrate the birth of our Savior Jesus and all that he's done for us. Our key verse is found in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And our key thought, celebrate Jesus at Christmas. I hope you have a chance to catch the Keys for Kids stories a couple times a week. We've made it even easier for you to do that with the Keys for Kids mobile app. You can get it on your smartphone or tablet or whatever device you like to use best. Now the app has a Keys for Kids story ready for you every day and you can read it for yourself or listen along with me too. Learn more about the ABCs of salvation, reveal the key thought for the day and create your own account for the website keysforkids.org. There's a lot of cool stuff on the app, so look for it today. Just ask your parents for permission first, and if they say it's okay, go to your app store and search Keys for Kids. I'm Zach. Thanks for joining me on Keys for Kids. Next is Friday's Daily Devotional. I've never seen a snowstorm before, so I didn't even realize it was happening, even when I was watching it. Don't watch for something so hard that you miss what God actually sends. As always, I'm Zach, and I'm so glad that you're listening. I remember one Christmas I was waiting for a gift for my grandma. Now, I just knew she had to be sending me a brand new video game system. And when her package finally came, I almost missed it because it was so much smaller than what I expected. Instead, she had sent me a very special Bible with my name engraved on it and everything. I still have that Bible today, and I'm so grateful to my grandma for sending it. So don't miss the gift that God is sending to you. Remember what it says in Psalm 118, verse 24, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And now for our story, it's called This Day and Moment. Wow, look at the snow, six-year-old Emery exclaimed as she and her brother Cole looked out the living room window. Together, they watched fat flakes of snow drift down. The weather woman had said a big snowstorm, a blizzard was coming, so all morning they had watched for it. Emery and Cole had recently moved from the south to a northern city and had never seen a snowstorm. So they weren't sure what to expect. By noon, the wind was howling and the snow was falling fast. It seemed to be coming from across the yard instead of from the sky. When Mom called them for lunch, Emery and Cole were still at the window. Do you think the blizzard will be here soon? asked Emery. It looks like to me it's already here, said Mom. It is? Emery jumped up and down. It's here, it's here, she squealed, skipping into the kitchen. Mom laughed as she and Cole followed. While you were waiting for the storm to come, you were actually watching it happen and didn't even know it, said Mom. That makes me think of the sermon at church last week. The pastor talked about how the Jewish people were waiting for their Messiah to come. But when he did come, they missed it. Do you know when that was? When Jesus was born, Cole answered. Right, said Mom. Can you think of other times we don't even notice that what we're waiting for is happening? 
After a minute, Emery spoke. I'm waiting for Christmas. Cole laughed. I don't think there's any chance you'll miss that, he teased. What have you waited for, Mom, that you didn't notice was happening? Well, when I pray, I sometimes look so hard for the answer I want that I miss the answer God sends, Mom said. I guess we all do that, don't we? Cole said. Mom nodded. We shouldn't be so busy waiting for something that we forget to notice what's happening today. Let's enjoy each day God gives us instead of just waiting to enjoy something we think is going to happen. That's a good idea, said Cole. We can start by enjoying our lunch. So how about you? Does it seem like you're constantly waiting for something special to happen? God has given you this day and this moment, so thank Him for it and enjoy it. Each evening as you look back on the day, think about what God allowed you to do. Did you have fun? Did you learn anything new? Did you grow in your relationship with Jesus? Enjoy every day and every minute that God gives to you. Our key verse is Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And our key thought, enjoy each day God gives you. If you have older brothers or sisters at home, you can help them spend time in God's Word every day with the new Unlocked devotional. Each day's reading focuses on a topic that affects teens, things like social media, self-worth, and finding purpose in life. The first few issues of Unlocked are available right now, so if you're a teenager or the parent of a teenager, find out more about the Unlocked devotional at unlocked.org and hit the subscribe button in the menu. My name is Zach. Thanks for joining me today on Keys for Kids.
Did you have fun listening to our program today? I hope that you read the Bible often to learn more about Jesus' teachings. Pray to Jesus and praise Jesus often throughout this whole week. Until then, see you next week. Bye-bye.